important fast forward was actually several years later, and this is where we start with the care method is what I was still not doing after all this time was slowing down. I could not slow down. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Melissa Salmeron about her journey into motherhood and how she now helps moms work through issues that took her years to achieve in a short amount of time using what she likes to refer to as the care method. Before this episode begins, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And I also want to talk about a couple of events we have coming up, one starting April 1st. This event is for mamas who are either currently trying to conceive, are pregnant, or in the early postpartum stage and may have some trauma in their life that they're looking to release. We go through 30 ways and 30 days of how to heal your trauma. You'll get a workbook and you'll listen to the daily mini episodes of the podcast that correspond to this a unique experience. I hope that you know that you are not alone in this and that you deserve this time to heal. The other event we have coming up is the first ever Entering Motherhood Festival, and it is happening on May 15th, 2022, right here in the Greenville area. If you want more information on this, please go to the Entering Motherhood website or feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And with that, let's get this episode started. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I am super excited to finally get to talk to you and have this conversation today. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, Sarah, thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation today and um, share some valuable tips just for moms and um, new moms as well. And um, a little bit about me. My name is Melissa Salmeron. And I am a mom of three. I have a boy who is 11, a seven, almost eight-year-old, and a two-year-old. So um, life is very interesting in my house, navigating the preteen years all the way to just just the starting out years. Um, And I would say um, I got into this line of work, this coaching of moms, because um, I went on this very, um, I don't know how to put it. I just went on this very long journey, I guess, of really rediscovering and in some cases just discovering who I was after I became a mother. And, um, I know we're going to talk more about this and I'll share more about what that journey was and, and what it led me to create and, and then of course how I help moms today. But that's just a little bit of, a little bit about me. Awesome. So, you know, you have a range of ages with your kids. How has it been, you know, between initially postpartum with your 11-year-old and now, you know, like your two-year-old, like just in those few years of a difference, what has really shifted and and changed from from those 
even all three experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I'm just a completely different person than I was when I had my 11 year old and, you know, poor guy. No, I mean, (laughs) I'm joking, but when I had my, my oldest, I was really just a ball of anxiety. I had no idea that I was anxious. Um, And I think a lot of it was like just normal first time any first-time parents, there's going to be a little bit of, there's a lot of unknowns, right? And I was someone who my mom would always say, like, you just, you don't like change. You just can't handle change. And motherhood is, you know, full of change, like daily, hourly, by the minute. And it was a big, big adjustment for me. So I took some months off from maternity leave, but I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I love this kid with all my heart, but I need to go back to work because at least I know what to expect there. You know, like nap time's never the same, like, you know, all of these things. And it just was like, um, very, I didn't, and again, I didn't know this at the time, very triggering for me. And so that versus, I guess, you know, today, first of all, like there's just so much learning that comes from each kid. But I think, um, we actually never knew we were going to have a third kid. And so, um, you know, knowing that this is our last one, um, I think is a major part of it. Knowing that I've been through so much before, I know to expect the unexpected. That's not a surprise to me. And I know that, um, you know, my two-year-old, for instance, had a meltdown last night and that can still, that's stressful. Like, I'm not going to lie. That can still be stressful, but it's like, it's kind of like, now witnessing a thunderstorm that sort of just blows in hard and fast and you're like oh my gosh what's happening and like but you know it's gonna pass like you know in five minutes things are gonna be fine um so like learning how to regulate my emotions has been work i've done over this past 11 years and so i can ride that storm out now like so almost effortlessly and it's just it's just amazing because I'm able to really enjoy all the moments now yeah I definitely think it's something that kind of takes practice and you know initially like you said like we're not able to kind of handle that change sometimes or you know we're just like very anxious and overwhelmed by everything that's going on and I think at least like for first time moms or new mom, like, you know, I think even if I know that something's like new and unique and it's a new stage that I've never been through, being aware of it and really just kind of like knowing that like, okay, I'm not supposed to be perfect at this. I'm not supposed to be great at it is so relieving. And I think like once we take that pressure off of ourselves to know that like we can learn, we can you know, improve and we can progress with them. Like they're going through all these things for the first time, but so are we. And I think like that has been like the biggest kind of like flip or switch of the light for me of like, okay, like maybe I don't have to have it all figured out and it's okay if there's going to be these things changing and occurring and, and going on. But like, that realization, that awareness took so much work to really just like get to that point. Like I just thought 
you know, oh, everybody has it all figured out. Like everybody has all these different, you know, ways of doing things. And they're so amazing because like they've been able to get there. (laughs) And I was kind of like beating myself up of like, why can't I do that? Mm, Yes. Yes. All of that. All of the above. I think um, one of the biggest things I learned about myself is that I was a perfectionist. And, you know, the way my definition of a perfectionist was someone who was like super organized and like my house is always messy. Um, (laughs) And I I just, my definition was very external versus internal. And that's where my perfectionist shows perfectionism shows up is internally and like you said uh, Sarah like this pressure that we put on ourselves this comparison game that we get into that I mean all of us I think all of us go through this Uh, but it's recognizing that's why um, and I know we're going to talk more about it but that's why part of my care method is the A stands for awareness Um, because you got to start to get to know yourself and like what your thoughts are before you can really work through that. Yeah. So let's go into the care method and kind of like break that down. What do each of the letters stand for? And, you know, why is that something that you feel so, I guess, passionately about? Like that is like your core to, to what you want to share and bring to moms. Yeah. So, you know, it, Really, I'll just share a little backstory of how I came here. It was when my daughter was probably around two years old. I just remember like waking up, having that moment of, oh my gosh, like I have everything. I had this plan and my life has fallen according to this plan. My life is basically, you know, uh, perfect um, quotation marks, you know, because I've got everything I ever wanted. I've got the husband, the two kids, the the house, and like I still felt like something was missing. I wasn't feeling fulfilled, um, and it was sort of like a mixed bag of emotions because then I'm like, well, why am I not fulfilled? Because so then I felt guilty um, because, you know, this is what you said you wanted. And really, so I had to go on this exploration process of, like I said, discovering, rediscovering who I was because I really was just like following the emotions of this plan um, that, you know, I set out for, but how much of that was really my plan? Or how much it was like what I saw other people doing and what I thought the American dream was and the perfect life and all of that. So for me, that started out with counseling. I had always really been into personal development. So I um, read countless books from all different viewpoints. And so part of my method, um, I'll skip ahead a little bit, but part of my method that's really, really important fast forward was actually several years later and this is where we start with the care method is what I was still not doing after all this time was slowing down I could not slow down and it really kept me sort of like I was learning tools I was applying tools in my life and my life was improving but until I was really able to 
sit down. And for me, what it looked like was meditation. Um, it's not the same for everyone. But the C is, you know, consciously connecting. And really, um, I worked with clients one-on-one to come up with a plan that will help, will, will be tailored to them, which will help them just be able to slow themselves down first. Because until you do that, we're all programmed to be such doers. Do, do, do. A lot of our worth is tied up in doing. Like, who are we if we're not changing a diaper or, you know, cleaning the house? Or if you're a working mom, like, you know, being a rock star in work, um, just don't take time to connect with ourselves. And so um, that's sort of step one. You've got to start there. Um, and it gives you the ability then to, like, be able to get clarity and focus and be able to effectively prioritize okay like now what do i need to see which goes into the awareness piece and so step two is of the a of the care framework is awareness so this is like where we really dig into like realizing we are not our thoughts we are the thinker of our thoughts and so many people don't realize that every thought that pops up in our mind, we just, a lot of us accept it as truth. And we don't really take a moment to examine whether or not it in fact is true. And the way we talk to ourselves comes, it comes out in our actions and our words. It really impacts our entire lives. So until we really start to examine that and have that come up, um, and we don't know what we're working with. You know, it's like, wow, I spent so much time just thinking, I don't know, thinking I was a bad mom, for instance, because of X, Y, Z. And a lot of times, you know, that was just, there were a lot of underlying thoughts that I were not even on the conscious level because I would never slow down to think, do things like journaling or meditation or whatever. And so once I started slowing down, all of a sudden I started to hear the voice of the things that I was saying to myself. And it was like, oh, well, no wonder I feel bad. Um, and half of these things I'm thinking are completely false. Some of them have a grain of truth to them, but they're not, they're not fully true. Um, and so really looking at those things. And then the R is, stands for re-energize. This includes setting boundaries, like really understanding boundaries, because I think for me, I know this is the case and for so many other moms that I work with, is that we really probably weren't modeled boundaries very well. And this is where our people pleasing comes into play, our inability to say no to things, um, just not using our voice. It showed up everywhere, but it showed up mostly in my relationship with my husband. So there was a lot of built-up resentment because I wasn't setting and maintaining my boundaries. Um, so boundaries are, are huge. Um, and then what's also included in that is habits. So figuring out after you've gone through this awareness and you've set your priorities, figuring out like what habits are going to support you to best accomplish your goals 
and then one's to one you can let go of. It's huge. It's so huge. Um, and then the E is for empower. And this is also just a huge, huge, huge lesson for so many of us is that um, I read this book years ago, um, really before I started slowing down. So I, did, so I, I got, the, um, got the message, but I didn't really come to know it until years later. Um, but the book is called, um, it's got a curse word, but how to un F yourself. I'll just say that. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Sarah. No. Um, well, so basically it talked about how, like, look around at your life, everything in your life you are responsible for. And so if you're looking around at your life and there are things there that you really, really don't like, guess what? The only person you can point back to is you. And I was like, what 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 like total mic drop like how could this be but it comes with like just learning how to take a hundred percent responsibility uh for your life and you can't control the circumstances right but there are things there are choices that you can make in terms of how you respond to circumstances um how you choose to react versus respond versus react when you're having a disagreement with your spouse like which was the case for me and it completely changed my life when I started applying that 100% 100% responsibility concept to my life so that's the care method and that's what I walk moms through um when they work with me and I typically typically work with moms like for a 12-week period um, these are lifelong tools that are going to be just transformative. And it's a system that, you know, took me six years <laughs> to work through. Um, and you know, I, I took a lot of twists and turns, but, um, it, it's like, it's like magic, right? You still have to work the process, but working the right process to build better relationships with yourself, your spouse, and your children. It's just, I, I can't even describe how different your life can look just in a very short amount of time if you're working, working through this. Yeah. I definitely think, you know, the ability to slow down has been so useful and something that, like, I have picked up and really tried to like focus on, um, you know, I think sometimes we're always after that, like, I want to call it like that chase, like what's the next thing that we have to do or what's the next thing, you know, that we have to learn or what's going to be the answer to this or that. And I think sometimes when we really just take the time to slow down, we realize that like, we do have those answers or we do have the solution and we do know what is, you know, going to work best for our family. I think a lot of times, you know, we hear so many conflicting advice or this or that. And, you know, we're kind of like torn between should we do this or should we do that? Or what's the right way, quote unquote, to be like raising our family? Or, you know, I catch myself a lot of times like, 
all those things like, oh, don't do this, like do this. And I'm like, well, I've been doing this already. Like, you know, like, am I wrong? Did I like scar my child? Have I been like showing her, (laughs) you know, all these things that like she shouldn't do. And I think, you know, like once we take the time to just realize like, you know, when you know more, like you can do more, but don't kind of like beat yourself up for for everything that has kind of like occurred in the past and like you said like oh like we're taking responsibility for everything for ourselves like you had gotten that message before but it like took a while to kind of like set in and like realize that so like I think sometimes we get exposed to these uh, messages or things that are coming towards us and it it's there and it's showing itself But it does take some time to really like kick in and want to, you know, be something that we implement in our lives. It takes time to really kind of like process it and be like, oh, maybe that is something that I should do more of or develop a habit around or or something like that. I think there's so much resistance at first and that has to do with the, you know, very fast paced kind of like just move on to the next thing we can't slow down and really register that change is good and change can occur and that we're capable of it so I think you know like tying in all of those aspects is really you know you've hit the golden ticket on all of that and really just kind of like packaged it into something that's so, you know, uniquely beneficial for moms. And I think, you know, when we're able to learn from each other and really just take time to, you know, implement somebody else's journey and take it as hearing their story and hearing what they've gone through and then tweaking it to, you know, fit our lifestyle I think I think that's like what works best and what like I've had so much I guess like fun with doing like getting able to listen to like so many different moms and so many different women and just like all their different backgrounds and really just like you know that awareness comes back in and being able to say like you know I don't have have to do like everything on like this specific checklist, but I can take like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I can be more, you know, aware of like how I'm going to react and what's going to work for me and learning that and becoming empowered. Um, I think that's what like true empowerment is like being so not like so confident, but like being confident in like the decisions that we are making as individuals versus like, just trying to mimic somebody that might look like they have the answer, if that makes sense. It's never going to work. It's (laughs) never going to work. I mean, I think that's why I love coaching so much. And the reason I decided to become a coach is because of how impacted I was by a coach that I had. And so um, the thing is, is you know, I like how you compare it. I think there's absolutely a ton of benefit to therapy. So do, do not get me wrong. It's, it's played a tremendous part in my journey. But what I love about coaching is that, you know, you have the answers. Like you said, Sarah, like we all have our own answers. 
it's not for me to tell you what you should do or how you should raise your kids. And, you know, I think um, there's a lot of value too. And like, and I've taken them myself in parenting courses. But what I realize is that it always, in any of the, this work that we do, it always comes back to us, right? And so, especially when it comes to motherhood, we are modeling for our kids, you know, how to show up in the world. And so, you know, in order for us to model it, we have to really embody what it, you know, what it is we're working on whether it's boundaries, whether it's good habits, you know, like they're learning that straight from us and they're taking what they learn from us and they are going to take that into their own adulthood and raising families. And so this is really like, it has an inner generational impact, right? Yeah. And I know, you know, you were talking about before with boundaries and how that really kind of, you know, tied into the relationship with your husband. Can you kind of like go into that a little bit more in depth and like what that did for you when you were setting those boundaries and making these differences and and how that kind of shaped your relationship? Because I think a lot of the times like, you know, we have these babies and we're told like, you know, like the relationship with our babies or what baby needs. And then like now, like, you know, like we're learning about ourselves and things like that, but we kind of not forget, but we don't talk about that relationship with the other person who is in their life as well. And, and just, you know, those around us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, you know, that was one of the first tools that I implemented, um, was boundaries. Like I said, like, I didn't really know what a boundary was. And I remember it was my therapist who introduced me to a book called Boundaries. Um, and for many years, she'd pull that book out and reference it. And I would be like, oh gosh, like this again. Oh, please stop. But so, you know, boundaries is, it's a, it's a process to learn, but, um, and it can, it gets messy. Oh my goodness. It can be so messy. So in the beginning of like me understanding that boundaries were actually, you know, I felt like they were maybe very an unloving thing in my mind at the time, um, realizing that boundaries are like such a loving, it's, it's the most loving thing you can do to create just like clarity. You know, if you've ever heard that phrase, clarity is kindness, right? It's like, um, just making it clear, like, what are your deal breakers? Like, what are your non-negotiables? And I, and I had a lot of those that I had not made clear to my husband. And it's, it can be things that, um, you may think are like, would anyone think this is important or not? It's what, it's, what's important to you. Like for me is I had so much resentment built up around like clutter. (laughs) He loves to clutter spaces and like, you would think, okay, is this really going to jeopardize your relationship? Well, for us, for me, it was a big problem. And, um, I would go round and round with him about it, but he wasn't hearing me until I had to say like, um, and this, this doesn't have to be a line in the sand. Now I'll just be honest for me in the beginning, I was, a, while I was learning, I was like a line in the sand, you know, like you are not going to have clutter in the space. And if you do, 
I'm going to move it. And, um, you know, so it was very black and white. It doesn't have to be like that. But um, like I said, as you go through this process, if you've never implemented boundaries, you just have to start somewhere. And so gradually over time, you know, the important thing is to carry through, you know, like what are the consequences for not responding? And the consequences were like, I'm going to take this stuff and donate it, <laughs> you know, which I did. And it was a very, oh gosh, it was uncomfortable. It was very, but we, we teach people how to treat us. And so I taught him that, you know, he could just do whatever he wanted in terms of like fluttering. And I would just, you know, start yelling and then I would get over it. It would be an outburst. And then like nothing would change. Nothing would change until I started putting that boundary in and then actually following through. It. Then it was like, oh, okay, this is serious. And she means it. And gradually over time, you know, like it's still not perfect, but we came to a middle ground. Okay. You know, here's your space to clutter up. Do whatever you want with it, right? I'm totally fine. Totally. I'm not fine with it. I don't love it, but I can deal with it. You know, and I'm not going to touch this. And so he feels respected. And I feel good because I'm getting what I want to and what's really important. Yeah. I think that's great that you kind of like tied and, you know, it is like working together and explaining like, you know, what you want and laying down that boundary. Because I think if we're if we're not open and we're not communicating our wants and, and what that boundary might be, it's never going to get across or it's going to be something that's seen as not a big deal or it doesn't really matter or, you know, they've never had an issue with it before. So, like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And I think, like, it's so – I don't know a word for it, but, like, it's it's so beneficial when we finally, you know, ask for the things that we want and we express those things out loud to to others around us. Yeah, because what was happening was that uh, I was building up so much resentment, which was turning into anger and bitterness. And then it was not only impacting me and the way I felt, it was impacting my relationship. It was impacting, you know, it was yelling. My kids were seeing that, like, you know, it was, it was just a bad situation for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. And it can lead to like a lot of miscommunication or just like, you know, why are you doing this? Like, why are you mad at me? (laughs) And like, just kind of like all those, all those emotions and like to top it on, you know, with like all these new things that are going on with a new baby and things like that. I think like sometimes the real question is just like asking yourself, like, what do you want? Because like, I think that was an issue that we had early on. And my husband was kind of like, well, how can I help? Like, what do you need me to do? And I was like, I don't know. I don't like, I didn't even know what I wanted. And I think that was like so hard for me to comprehend because not that I always knew what I wanted, but like, I at least kind of 
had an idea or a grasp on like, you know, where I saw things going or what was going on. And I just felt so, you know, kind of like lost in my wants. And I had to like just, you know, slow down and take that time for myself to really ask like, what do I want to be happening? Like, because I was just like, you know, expecting him to help me, but I didn't even know what he should be helping me with. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is such a good point, Sarah. Um, that's, I mean, I, that's one of the things that we'll kind of work through is I think a couple of things like understanding what your values are um, can really help. Like just so many of us just don't stop and ask ourselves, like what's really important to us, like overall in our life and starting from that place. And then like asking yourself, sometimes it's easier to start with like what you don't want. Sometimes it's hard for us to know what we want, like you said. Um, so writing out like what we don't want and then, you know, backing into what it is you do. Yeah. I love that. That's such a, yeah, that's such a good point. Cause I think it is sometimes easier, like, especially in those like initial, like few months, years and everything to be like, well, that's not working. I don't like that. Or I don't want that. You know, like you might not be able to say like what you want, because like maybe that hasn't like come up or come across or anything, but I think it's a lot easier to say what's not working and what's not making you happy and what's frustrating you and, you know, like things like that. So I think that's, that's a really good, you know. Yeah. Then you can start there and you can look at that and turn it around. Like, Hey, what, what needs to be done to make it, to make it. Yeah. It's all about that reframe. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you have any like, you know, final piece of advice or words of wisdom or something that like you really feel you have learned since entering motherhood that would be beneficial to new moms that uh, we haven't talked about yet? Well, we talked about it. I think you started, you gave, spoiler alert, um, I think the number one thing and to be transparent, um, this is something I still work on is that not being so much pressure you know, realizing that you do have all the answers and to trust yourself. Maybe that's something new, just, just trusting yourself, like really knowing that like at the end of the day, they're going to be fine. You know, the kids are going to be fine. You're going to be fine. They're going to be fine if you're fine. Do you have any kind of like specific things that you have done to, you know, trust yourself more easily or, or just really kind of like get that ball rolling with like learning to trust yourself? Yeah, um, I would say that this is not, this is not easy. I'm not going to pretend it's easy, but just like getting quiet, getting quiet, spending Ideally, I'd spend like 10 minutes of days in silence. I don't get there most days. I spend a few days, I mean, a few minutes in silence every day. And I'm just, just tuning in. I'm tuning into like my heart. And like, you know, I, for me, my faith, my faith is huge and where it will guide me. Um, and that coupled with just setting the intention of how I want to be 
um, as a mother and just, just going with it, like trusting that I've set that intention, you know, like I want to set up, set, see myself as, you know, calm, no matter what craziness <laughs> my husband or my kids or my coworkers, whatever kind of silliness they get into, I'm going to maintain and my calm and I really think just setting fixing my mind on that um there's a lot of subconscious work that's going on that's that's pushing me towards that goal that I only have to think about trusting myself sort of like an automatic pilot sort of sort of hack Awesome. Well, thank you so much, you know, for like sharing everything about your journey and and where you've really come from and all the work that you're doing to help moms and your care method and what goes into that and and really just kind of like, you know, empowering ourselves and discovering who we are and tapping into all of that. So I really appreciate like everything that you've shared with us and and this whole conversation. Thank you, Sarah. This is so much fun. I feel like we covered a lot and I enjoyed the conversation so much. Yeah. Can you let us know how we can reach you, how we can get in contact with you? And if you have, you know, any, any specific things like going on right now in your life that you want to share? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, the best way to really get in touch with me is through my community, which is a Facebook group is called from overwhelmed to connected mom and um i am on instagram as well so i'm under melissa underscore mom coach to make it really easy and i am just starting i just launched my group program which is is in progress so hopefully more to come on that in the near future um the next round but i do work one-on-one with clients as i mentioned i i work them my my signature is a 12 program and so if anyone who's listening is interested please reach out i'd love to have a chat with you awesome well thanks again so much thank you sarah well this wraps up yet another episode of entering motherhood i hope that you have found this episode helpful and if you liked it please share it with others who might also benefit from this information If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.